0: Hey friends, Pastor Buddy Chapman, thanks for tuning in this morning. Can't wait to get to this message. I'm going to be talking about going back to the boat. Sometimes God will remind us over and over little things to get us closer to Him. Tune in. Check it out. We'll see you then. Amen, friends. Well, I want to start out with this. The Lord just put it in my spirit. It's time for the church to wake up. It's time for the church to look up. And it's time for the church to engage. Amen? So it's time to what? Wake up. Let me hear amen. Amen. Look up and engage. That's what we're looking at today. I had shared a message very similar to this a couple of weeks ago. And the Lord said, I want to take you back to the boat because there's more meat on the bones. All right. I want to share a few things. Uh, We're going to kind of piggyback off one of the messages that I had a while back where we were talking about going to the other side and who's in your boat. But today we're going to be talking about going back to the boat. Have you ever had something in your life where God shows you a little something? maybe a scripture, and you say, wow, it just unpacks in my life. And maybe a couple of weeks later, maybe a couple of years later, the Lord will circle the wagons back around and show you even a deeper, richer understanding of that same thing. Because he's unpacking. He's unpacking. And I'll tell you what, if he doesn't have a home in your heart today, I pray that by the time we're done, that he will. I pray for those that have never put their faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, that today will be the day that they call on the name of Jesus. Can I get an amen with that? So, I want to share a few things. I got to do a little unpacking before we get there. If you got your Bibles with you today, we're going to be pretty much in Matthew chapter 14, but I got to do a little unpacking. So, that's where we're going to go in just a minute. But if you look at that in chapter 14, prior to getting where I want to go, see, sometimes you got to back up and realign before you move forward. I want to tell you this story. Anybody ever remember the story about Jesus feeding the 5,000? Oh, we can brush through that and we can see a few things, but I want to share a few things that the Lord's been showing me about that as we launch in to going back to the boat, okay? So it's chapter 14. Jesus has been preaching all day. The multitudes are, are on the hill, and it's about supper time. And, and, and the disciples say, Jesus, why don't we send these folks home? Because it's, it's supper time. We don't have enough food. We don't have enough money to pay for all these people. Now, right then, they must have forgot. Who their source was. See, if Jesus is your source, he'll also be your resource. Amen. So Jesus says something I'm sure that they went, what? Have you ever had that moment when the Lord nudged you and said, what? And you got to really lean in and say, what's going on here? And he tells them, you do it. What? (laughs) And they said, what? What's going on? But we know that one of the disciples goes out and he's, he's canvassing the area and he finds a little boy that's willing to what? Share what he has. Isn't it amazing? We're will, willing to share what's in our hand, what's in our heart. God will multiply it. Yeah. Y'all know the story, right? Two fishes, five loaves, a little two-piece snack. He brings it back to Jesus. Jesus takes it and Jesus blesses what is brought to him. Y'all see what I'm saying already? When we bring it to Jesus, lay it at his feet. he lifts it up. He blesses that. You'll see the multiplication happen. Amen. They say that not only did they feed 5,000 men, but if you count in the women and children, probably close to 20,000 people with a two piece snack and five loaves. Oh, but it gets better because he said there was 12 baskets left over. Amen. He's more than enough. If you feel like you, you, you're starving in some area of your life, bring it to Jesus. He'll multiply it. So yesterday, as I was sharing a few things, I, I, the Lord showed me this. I'm going to give you, this is, this is extra, okay? This ain't even where we're going. We're just going to launch off from here, okay? I'm going to give you some of the lessons from the loaf, all right? This is what the Lord showed me. Never judge your problems. You can write this down. Never judge your problems in light of your resources. Hmm, that's deep right there. Never judge your problem and write of your resources. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, you know what? A lot of times I might not know what I'm going to do, but God knows exactly what he is going to do. Amen? He knows when he's going to do it, how he's going to do it. All we got to do is trust. Now, I'm going to tell you what. I'm not going to sit up and tell you it's all. It's so easy, but I'm going to tell you what. You trust him a step at a time. A step at a time, just a little bit at a time, and you watch how God will bless that mess that we had made on our own and turn around and turn it into something so much more. I say it often, little as much in the hand of God. Let me tell you something else I saw through that. Put yourself in a position to do something big. In other words, I guarantee you, that boy, when he had that lunch, he wasn't thinking, well, I'll tell you what, I'll just go ahead and share this with the 5,000 guys. 20,000 people. Can you see him out there stretching the head of that fish? (laughs) But what he did, he said, this is what I got. This is all I got, but I'll give it. Mm. If we would just give what we got. If you would just give an ear to somebody in need. If you would just give a little bit of your time. To somebody that might just need a little bit of encouragement. If you would just give a little bit of your prayer time to a situation, do you believe God can make a difference? All day long. Well, let's do something else here. We got to accept God's invitation to participate. That boy seen that invitation. I heard this not too long ago and it just rings out. You see, right now, a lot of things are changing in the world, a lot of things change in our life. But see, there's never a shortage on opportunity. Many times there's a shortage in commitment. Come on now. There's not a shortage in opportunities. There's a shortage in taking what you have and laying it at the feet of Jesus. That'll preach right there. That's just a little lesson from the loaves. I thought maybe you guys like to hear that. That's what just that's what the, the disciples just saw. And then we get to this. Y'all ready? Verse 22. Immediately. Somebody say immediately. Women, I'm here. Jesus made, we're going to get on this now. The disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. We're going to the other side. Jesus demands them to get in. I'm going to get ahead of myself because I'm about to bust. I'm going to tell you what, we got some stuff to share today. If you got your Bibles open, turn them to Matthew chapter 14. Here we go. Now I want to say something right here. I'm gonna read a little bit. We all want to be in God's will, don't we? Well, sometimes, see, we think if we're in God's will, there's no storm. I'm gonna do a little teaching and preaching today, all right? But let's look at this. Let me see if I can see where I gotta go here. Got my notes right here, verse 22. I love it. That heading in my Bible says, "Jesus walks on the water." Woo! I bet I'm about to bust somebody. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. And he dismissed them. All right. Don't it sound good? The Bible. You know what I mean? I know we got all those uh, the smartphones and there ain't nothing wrong with it, but sometimes you just want to hear the word of God just like that. That sounds good to me. Woo! I know the devil's going like this. It goes around here and he said he went up on a mountainside by himself and prayed. Later that night, he was there alone and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Now, wait a minute. Jesus has sent them boys out into the storm. I mean, I know he knows what's going on, what's happening. Work with me here. And he says this, as we go along here, he says, shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Somebody say amen. amen. We need to take courage in Christ. Even in our crisis, we could take courage in knowing that Jesus is a water walking savior. Amen. amen. Now let's go back to this a little bit. We're talking about being in God's will. Jesus calls us to go. He says, go therefore, right, into all nations, and make disciples, right? The Great Commission. Not the Great Suggestion, the Great Commission. He's given us a call to do that. And I like this. I heard a guy telling me this one time. There's a difference between volunteering and being told. Husbands? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, is that your idea? Sort of. No, I was told. All right. They didn't volunteer. Jesus said, immediately, he made them go. I like that. So think about this. My point about this is that the disciples were in the perfect will of God. Do you believe that? He said, go to the other side, get in the boat. And they did. They're following the words of the Lord. Did they have a little difficulty? You see what I'm saying? There's some resistance going on. I want us to see. This is going to apply to our life right here, right now. And so they were in the perfect will of God. And when they obeyed, a storm broke out in the middle of God's will. See, some folks think if you're in the middle of God's will, it won't rain. I think that this preaching right here needs a little bit more amen. Right? See, this is what I'm telling you right here. When we're walking in the middle of God's will, that doesn't mean it's comfortable. But it's always to conform us. So here he is. He's told him to get on the boat. And and see, it's about supper time when they get on the boat. As we start unpacking this, we saw, right, we saw what happens is that the weather starts changing. See, regardless of the weather, or regardless of your situation or my situation, God is still God. He don't change. The wind might change, the weather might change. Anything else might change. Aren't you glad that that is constant, that he never changes? And as I look through this, we, I go back to this again. We think because we come to church. We think because we give. We think because we pray. We think nothing nothing's not going to happen. I know a lot of great people that love the Lord that go through some difficult times. Amen? But they don't go, go through those difficult times alone. They go through them with the Lord. And I tell you what, if you're blessed to have a church family come alongside, that's sweet music to your ears when things are going on. So here they go. And regardless of the weather, God is still God. I want somebody to write that down somewhere. That's going to help somebody. Regardless, because I've heard this said before, either you're going into a storm, you're in the middle of a storm and coming out of a storm. Storms are coming in life. But we know the stiller of the storm. Man, I'm going to tell you what, God is so good. So It goes on and it said that they were straining all hands on deck, right? Didn't we talk about that? It said they were moving along. Last week I shared a little something that so many times, looking back over 22 years of ministry, I really believe that a lot of times people think that church is like being on the cruise ship. Oh, yeah. They just cruise on in here. They get them a good spot. Miss Tanya brings them some coffee. Over here, just going over here, somebody else helping over It's, oh, that's nice, that's nice. Music coming in, piping the music in. It's just like being on a cruise, right? You go there, you just settle up, you just belly up to the table, and then you just walk on off. But what I'm telling you is this, like I said last week, the church and the Christianity is not about our comfort. See, we think it's about the love boat, and there's a lot of love in that boat. But I'm going to tell you what, right now, I'm going to promise you this. That it's a battlefield out there. And we're on a a battling boat, amen? We're on the destroyer. All hands on deck. We're on the battleship. We're on the front line, somebody. We need to be manning up, right? We need to be listening. We need to be ready to speak the word. Whether it's raining, whether we're being tossed to and fro, or whether it's smooth seas, we need to be listening to the captain of our salvation. Somebody say amen. Let's keep on rolling. But now, let's go back to the story. I said, there will be, we still see a little resistance in the waves. I almost brought that boat oar you got in the house. Can you imagine these guys out there now? They say it's in the third watch, all right? So that's like the fourth watch. So it's between 3 and 6 a.m. It's dark. Where's Jesus? He's over there praying. But the Bible says that that he's watching them. Now, they're going across this lake. The whole distance is about seven miles. They're about in the middle, and they're having some resistance. These are seasoned boat people, fishermen, all hands on deck, and they've been out there fighting. They calculate about nine hours. See, we get a little bit of ripple, and we go, I want to go back to the other side. If they'd have went back, would they have been obedient or not? That would have been disobedient. Now, I'm just going to run back to Jesus, but Jesus said, no, come on. Step out. Keep rowing. The reason I'm saying that is you might be halfway to your destination in the the waves and the wind and discontent and hate and tired and lies are coming coming in your boat. And Jesus said, keep on rowing. Keep on rowing. Now, I want you to see some of this here. Oh, man, I've been waiting all week to share this with y'all. We have a water. Walking Savior. Now, I might go back over this a couple of times because if anybody's even closer like me, you got to hear about ten times. That's just me. Y'all probably get it the first time. So here we are. They're out there rowing that boat. And the Bible says Jesus sees them and Jesus goes to them, right? Jesus is walking on the water. All these years I thought, well, the problem is the water. But what I saw this week was this. Jesus will take the problem and use it as a staircase and walk out and bring a remedy to you. Isn't that something? He didn't make it stop right then. He used it as the staircase. He was getting up on our problem and bringing the answer to us. They say he was out there, they're rowing. See, they didn't recognize Jesus because they were looking for Jesus to come in a manner that they thought, come on now somebody, you see where I'm going. They thought Jesus was going to do it like ABC and this is what he should do. Has anybody ever thought like that? You got this storm going on. We're going down. We're not on a submarine. We're on a boat. And we're going down. And we said, well, the Lord should do it this way. How many glad when he does it his way It's a whole lot better? Y'all glad you see him do that? So much more better. I don't know how to spell it, but it sounded good. Let me tell you. Jesus will come right there. And walking on your situation, it's under his feet. It's under his feet. He's using that as as the stairway to get to you. But they don't recognize him. Because they're thinking he's going to do it like maybe he did before. Or they're thinking that maybe he he ought to do it my way. And they said, it's a ghost. I think they missed it. See, the enemy's still whispering with the waves. You're going down. Turn around. And it said, the Bible said, he's going to walk on by him. But they engaged him, right? He said, if it's you, Jesus, if it's you, mm, call to me. I'm getting ahead of myself now. But I'm going to tell you what. Just hold that for a minute. This is my takeaway from this slide. Jesus calls us to get in the boat. Now, that boat might be getting to church, praying for your family, praying for others. Giving, going, doing, listening, learning. But he charges, he, he, he charges us to go. He calls us to go. We go back through there. Regardless of the weather, God is still God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? And look at this. You're going to have some resistance. You're going to have some waves in this life in your boat. You're going to see things that you never thought you saw before. You say, I, I, just, I can't believe this is happening. How could this happen in my life? Because the rain falls on the just and the unjust don't it. But how we handle it, who we seek after during those times make all the difference of the world. All the difference of the world. We have a water walking Savior. I wrote this down here in my notes this morning. Lord will show me. I said God's will isn't always easy, but it's always perfect. Amen. It isn't always easy, but it's always perfect. And I don't know about you. I think I know we want what he wants, right? We want what he wants. We might not say it at the time, but down in our heart, we desire that. But see, when the water gets rough, we go, Well, you know, I wouldn't mind taking a shortcut. Right? I'm just being honest, right? But see, shortcuts end up giving us shortcomings in our life. We got to hold the course, people. We got to hold the course, church. With all the stuff going on in the world, we got to hold the course. We got to keep on pushing. We got to keep on digging. We got to keep on trusting. Amen. All right, because we want to be in his perfect will. And in his perfect will, sometimes you still get wet. Somebody say amen. So I talked about Jesus, the water walker. I'm going to go back to some of the scripture, pull it in. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. It's a ghost. We talked about that a little bit. But you know what? I want to go back and reiterate on this. Just because it doesn't look like what we think doesn't mean that it's not what he knows is best. I will say this. Whatever he does will always line up with this. Amen? Grandmama's told me my whole Christian walk, line it up with the word. Line upon line, precept upon precept. See, because I know this book is not just a library book. It's a book of life. It's it's living. It's active. It's it's transforming. It's powerful. And the devil wants you to keep that bad boy shut, don't he? Oh, no, we're not going to do that. Look at this here. Even when we're in deep trouble, Jesus still comes to us. What did we say? He didn't just stop the storm. Because you know what would happen? They said, whew. Well, it looks like we made it, boys. Way to hang. <laughs> no, it wasn't nothing like that. <laughs> See, we like to take credit for what God's doing sometimes, don't we? Oh yeah, yeah, we like to. Oh yeah, well, you know, we did this. And we boy, next thing you know, that chest get a little poked out and everything like that. But I'm gonna tell you what, this was real obvious. It was all God. You know what I like when, I, when somebody says, man, your life has changed. I go, yes, it has. And you know what the answer is? Jesus. Jesus. Yesterday was a, was a tough day. We did a home going for Mick's dad, Mr. Trent, Dran. Well, I'm going to tell you what I saw in the midst of that. I saw God moving. He was moving one minute. Every area. People that wouldn't normally come to church or anything got to hear the word. People that that, that maybe been on the fence, maybe they jumped over with Jesus, they had the opportunity. I got to tell a little story on on Mr. Trent. I love it. We ask people, say, hey, would you like to share a brief brief moment, right? I'm going to share two. I love that guy. His grandson is 30 years old now, serving in the military. I appreciate his support. And they called him Dran because when he was little, he couldn't say grand. He said Dran, so it stuck. You remember he had that on his plate, everything, Dran, right? He said, well, him and Dran was going, going uh, I think they were going up somewhere. They were going to do some uh, hunting, weren't they? Mac? And he said, Mr. Trent told me he says, uh, he said, well, you know, I could stop the rain. He said, you can't stop the rain. He's about eight years old. He said, well, I could stop the rain. You want to see me stop the rain? He said, I could snap my fingers, stop the rain. He said, do it, Dran, do it. Next thing you know, he said, Boom, he said, it stopped. And then he went, it started up again. He said, what? He said, you want to see me do it again? Ain't no problem for me. He said, drain do it again, drain do it. He goes on up the road a little bit more. He said, off and on. Whoo, it was something else. He said, you know what? This is amazing. He said, do it again. He said, I can't do it all the time. I just can't do it all the time. You know, there wouldn't be nothing to it. <laughs> he was about ten years old when he found out that every time he was doing, he was going under a, under an overpass. Uh-huh. <laughs> you gotta watch Mr. Trent, boy. That's something else. We doing all right, Tim? All right, good. One more. Another. Another guy. I asked somebody. Listen to this now. This is a testimony. I said, How many people know Mr. Trent? Ten years. Twenty years. Thirty years. Forty years. Fifty years. Sixty years. I told Mick last night, I said, isn't that something? I said, in 60 years, you probably could have crossed a couple of people, ruffled some feathers. 60 years they were standing there to support that family and talk about the love of their brother. Now, I'm going to tell you, that's the type of fingerprints I want to leave. So they talked about what Mr. Bob and him. They said, Mr. Bobby knew, knew every hamburger hut up and down the East Coast. Boy, they go in there, they playing ball and everything else. And he went in there, <laughs> this guy said, he said, Trent said, how big are your burgers? The lady said, well, we got all types of burgers here. He said, we got the daddy burger, got like three patties on there. We got the mama burger, got like two patties. Got the, got the, 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 the junior burger, just one patty. And then if you want something, we got a, a little baby burger, like the little sliders, we can cut them up. He said, what, what, what would you like to have? Mr. Trent said, well, I think i would take the whole burger family. <laughs> that blessed my heart, man. That just blessed my heart. See, see the reason I share that is because in the midst of the storm yesterday, we got to see the fingerprints of Christ. Amen. We've got those stories and those memories. And I'm talking to folks that's lost somebody that, that has a, a personal relationship with the Lord. You can hold on to them because we'll see him again. And I'm so thankful that I had the privilege to know him and love on him and see him Grow in the Lord like that. That's God moving. That's awesome. And let me tell you, I'll go back to where I was here. Even when we're in deep trouble, water, Jesus still comes to us. So yesterday, we were taking on a little water. It's tough losing a loved one. But the Lord reminded us through the fellowship and through his word, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Everybody doing good so far? How about this? I want you to think about this. Was the water the problem? I told you I'd get ahead of myself, but it's worth repeating it so good. Was the water the problem? Everybody said, yeah, the water was the problem. If we didn't have the water problem, we'd have been all right. But Jesus walked on that problem to get to him. I'm hammering that home today. Because if somebody here today or listening today said, man, you just don't know my problem. I'm thinking, you don't know my Jesus. He'll step right up on it. And you know what? You say, well, I can't walk on the water. we just to jump up on some courage with Jesus. He'll bring you on through. How about this? I said, don't live normal. Live with great, greater expectations. I believe that we live so far under our spiritual poverty level, it ain't even funny. I'm going to explain that. Remember whose you are and who you are. If you know who you are in Christ and whose you are, You're liable to just jump out in the water after him. I heard there was a guy, we'll talk about in a minute, that did just that. In that storm of your life, whether you're going in, you're in the middle, of coming out. Know that Jesus is still walking on the water. You know he will. Live your life with greater expectations. I'll ask this question many times. I've never heard anybody answer any other than the way they always did. Do we tend to learn more about life in the Lord? When things are good or when things are bad. Usually when things are tough. Usually when there's a storm in our life, it causes us not to rely on anything or anyone else but Jesus. See, when everything's stripped away, you got a real clear view of who's God and who ain't. When we're laid back on our back, sometimes I think that's the best spot. We've got the best seat in the house when we say, Lord, you got to do something because I can't do anything. I'm laying it at your feet, and you watch him multiply what you bring to him. Sometimes we have to bring to him our faith, ye a little faith. And he even multiplied that he's so good. It's amazing how God works with us so much. I asked my son today. Addie's here. She's getting ready to turn two years old. He was telling me about she's doing this and that. And, you know, kids, they do what they want to do to a certain degree, and you just go, man, you scratch your head. And I said, son, let me ask you a question. I said, now that you're dad, are you seeing a little bit more how much God's grace is for you and us and everything else? Because you love your babies, right? You love your babies. And you're thinking, don't do that. I got something better for you. And they go, no, I want to do it my way, right? Even at 55, sometimes you'll hear somebody say, I want to do it my way, right? But what happens is we've got to trust the Father. Amen. He's got the, the overall view. How much more? Does a heavenly father have the overall view, the heart for his children? Somebody say, Amen. Look at this. Live with greater expectations. What waves are hitting your boat right now? You don't got to say it. You ain't got to raise your hand. But I'm going to tell you in a crowd this size and people up there, everybody's got a wave hitting their boat. And I'm not preaching doom and gloom. If you don't, you will. I'm not scaring you. I want to prepare you. Right? See, when when you got a man overboard, right, the Navy, I've never been in the military, and I thank everybody that serves. I really do. I am so grateful. When they got a man overboard, drill. See, they've drilled for that. And they can go and take that lifesaver and bring them back in. In Christianity, we need to drill for those things that come up and throw that lifesaver of Jesus out there. And allow him to bring them back. This is for somebody here today. We could tell them about the lifesaver. We can throw them the lifesaver sharing the word. But ultimately, they got to grab it. They got to grab it. But are you willing to put him out there? Mm-mm-mm. They saw him, but they didn't recognize him. So many times, When I look back, maybe not in the middle of the storm, I'm going to be real honest with you. Have you ever said, Lord, where are you? Because I know I have. Lord, where are you? And it wasn't that he moved. It's that I drifted. We don't drift on course. We drift off course. That's why they got GPSs. That's why we got a GPS, what I always call this. God's GPS, God's perfect standard. Boom. Bring me home, Jesus. Take her on in. Help me, Lord. There's some uncharted territory in my life. I need you. Lord, I don't know what's going on. I thought I had this issue, all right? I don't even know why I'm going here, but the Lord does. I had this issue in my life, and I thought I dealt with it, but now it's rising up again. Lord, help me to deal with it. I don't know if that's any for anybody here. Maybe it's for me. I'll take it. I always say I'm preaching to me first. There's things in our life. That we got to constantly keep before the Lord. Constantly keep it before the Lord. So that he will help us with those course corrections. Because right there I want you to know. That we're in it to win it with the Lord. Everybody doing good? Oh man. Anybody else enjoying this message? Because I know I am. And it ain't because I'm doing it. Because the Lord showed me something this week. I'm going to tell you. He's working in my heart. Look at this. Jesus spoke. Mm. Would you recognize his voice if he spoke to you? Take a look at this. But Jesus spoke up at once, take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Oh man, when your baby falls down or they're having a nightmare, what do you do? You run in there, it's okay, I'm here. Mmm. Sweetest words you hear, daddy's here, mama's here. Well, there's times in the natural that mama and daddy can't be here. But there's never a time in the supernatural that God won't be there. Do you hear me now? Amen. Call on the name of Jesus. But Jesus spoke it once. Take courage at his eye. Do not be afraid. Them waves are big, Jesus. He said, don't worry about it. I'm walking on them. How close do we listen to the words of Jesus? We usually say, yeah, I do, but. Yep. That's, that's the point. That's where we start having a problem. But see, we, we hear, but we don't listen and apply the word. I said, it's not easy when the waters of life are pouring in your boat. But Jesus said, it's me. Take courage. Look at this. Take courage. i say it this way. When you don't have the courage, your own courage, jump over on the courage of Jesus. It'll bring you in. When you don't have the faith, jump over on his faith. Get around people that believe, that'll walk with you. Now, it's a personal relationship with the Lord, don't get me wrong, but we're made for community, and the Lord will come along. See, the body of Christ will come along and, and say, we're going to make this thing. You're not alone. We've been through this thing. We remember, they're going to remind you what the Lord said. They're going to remind you, hey, it's the fourth watch. And they're going to remind you, hey, I know it's dark, but the light is coming. Whoo, This light is coming. We're going to keep on rolling with it. The joy comes into what? Morning. That's what I'm talking about here. Take courage. Be encouraged today. God's not done yet, is he? He is not done yet. And I'm going to tell you what, I've seen him do the best work that I see. He's always doing amazing things. Sometimes in the darkest hour. In the darkest hour. And that's all right with me. Because I know I need him. Let's keep on rolling. Mm -mm. Don't be afraid. When we're afraid, what happens? We start looking at the problem instead of the problem solver. You ever met anybody that preaches the problem? (laughs) I got quiet. Uh, Hey, I know, I know you got your mask on, but I saw I saw your eyeballs rise up. You go, yeah, I know that guy, I know that girl. I I know it's me, right? (laughs) Right? We preach that problem. Yeah, I know, but well, you just don't understand. I've heard so many people tell me I don't understand. If I've thought. I don't know. I might not understand all of it, but I told him yesterday I was preaching. I said, let me just tell you something. I was not always a preacher. I understand a few things that maybe, maybe that uh, you don't think I understand. And I can tell you I experienced a whole lot of things that I wish I didn't experience. But God has used them. He didn't cause them. He uses them. He works all things together for the good. Right? And he can take those things and move forward. I shared this with a lot of the church family. I see some new, new folks in here. This is not about buddy. I'm going to tell you how God will work in your life. You're looking at a guy that got sick before school every day until I graduated. Terrified. I thought they're going to ask me to read a book report. They're going to ask me something. Oh, man, you talk about praying. I was praying then. I was like, don't, don't pick me. Don't pick me. Terrified. Now you can't shut me up. <laughs> Everybody praying for balance. <laughs> Let's pray for balance. But what I started to see was this. God was so gracious. He took something that I really enjoyed, music and playing and doing stuff like that. And even in in, in that circumstance, God was at work. Let's be front man of the band, talk to people, setting up stuff like that. And I started seeing things change. And I'll be honest with you, when I first started doing stuff for the Lord, you couldn't pry that guitar out of my hand. I'd probably beat you with it. I was terrified. Because I said, okay, I know my spot. I know my spot. I know I got to stay in between the lines. I'm not no preacher, boy. I don't know nothing about it. i just, I just play guitar for you, Jesus. It's okay. Ding, 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 ding. Play a couple songs. And he whispered, tell them what I did for you. Tell them what I did for you. If you're here today, you say, well, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a this. I'm not. Oh, well, you're a child of God. And you got a story. And you got a testimony. And you had to test before you got the rest of it, didn't you? Share it. And so the, so the Lord continues to say, yeah, come on now. I want you to talk a little bit. Put that guitar down. Come on, I got more for you. Yeah. And I've said this many times. People say, oh, it's easy for you to share your faith because you play guitar. No, you're looking for a way out. And they got to do that faith, the guitar. You know, you can tell nothing good going to come out of your mouth when you put a little hanger on there like, like that. <laughs> guitar, right? I said, I don't play guitar. I said, I just use it for a six-string crowbar to get in that door and pop it open for Jesus. Don't make no difference to me. What has God put in your hand? What has God blessed you with? Maybe it's farming. Maybe it's praying. Maybe it's interceding. Maybe it's calling people. Maybe it's writing a note. Maybe it's praying for folks. I don't know what it is. All those things. But whatever God has placed in your heart. And you honor him and bring it just like those two fish in the five loaves, You watch him multiply. Somebody say amen. He will multiply what you bring back to him. And lay at his feet for the kingdom. Amen. Look at this here. Don't be afraid. Don't buy the lie. Oh, we're coming on now. Look at this. He said, Lord, if it's you. Oh, you know I wanted to get here. Peter replied, command me to come to you on the water. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Man. <laughs> See, everybody was in the boat. And everybody wanted to talk bad about Peter many times, right? I, I, I love reading the Bible and finding ordinary people that God ends up doing extraordinary things through. Because I start thinking I'm reading that and I go, "Woo! I'm just as messed up as they are. God used me. Right? How about you? I'm thinking, Wow. That guy has some problems. I'll take the job. But then again, you read on, you think, do I want the job? See, because it ain't easy. Because there was tests. He went out in the water. He stepped out in the boisterous seas. It's like probably 25 times worse than the wave pool up there in Williamsburg. I won't tell that story again, but you all to know, yes, indeed. I'm going to keep going. But you're stepping out. It's dark. Two lines before that, they thought it was a ghost. They've been out there for about nine hours wheeling and winging and everything else. And then somebody in the boat goes, hey, if it's you, I want to go out there. You ever had that guy at the party? <laughs> yeah, they say, we made it through and the guy said, hey, I want to try it again. You know, sit down. <laughs> he, hey, he's jumping over people. Let me get out there. So sure I would have done that. I've always been a thrill seeker, but I'm just thinking, "Ah, ah, ah, stop stop it. He says, "Come, look at that. Let's keep on rolling a little bit here." Come, Jesus said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. Every time you put a butt in there, you got a problem, don't you? But when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid and began to sing and cried out, "Lord, save me." See, he had good intentions. He had the faith to get him a couple of steps out. But when the water started coming on and he got his eyes off Jesus and on the storm, when we just say he got his eyes on the problem instead of the problem solver, he began to sink. I just thought about this. You know what we do? We try to get our kids to walk, they take a couple steps and we go back like this. Come on, come on. Jesus didn't do that, he came to him. He's still coming to us today. Amen. He's still coming to us today. Oh, man, I can't wait to put a, put a bow on this thing for you. Look at this. Immediately, Jesus reached out. See, that's a couple of times that we see immediately in this scripture. Immediately, he asked them to go. And when they called on him, when he was sinking, what? Immediately, he reached out. They had to call. They had to step out. They had to trust. Reached out of his hand and took hold of Peter. What did he say? He said, you a little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Now, in my eyes, I'm thinking, he did better than me, right? I'd have been holding on that boat. When they got that boat to the shore, you'd have seen ten little fingerprints on the side, just like that. But see, he got to experience something that we won't if we don't step out the boat. I don't know who else was on the boat, probably, you know, some of the 12 and everything else. That's the a cat they talk about today, isn't it? His name's, his name's in the book, right? Amen. He's the one that stepped out. If you want to be a difference maker, you've got to step out sometime. You've got to trust God. I'm not saying it's easy, but step up on his faith. Watch the problem solver, not the problem. I'm going to bring this on home here a little bit. And when he climbed back into the boat, the wind died down. I'm gonna get you right here, y'all. Ready? Then those who were with him in the boat worshipped him, saying, "Truly, you are the Son of God." Mm mm mm. It's been some time ago. The Lord showed me this. I said, "You reread it, reread it." This is something the Lord showed me a long time ago. When did the storm? Let me ask you this: When did he reach out his hand when he asked them? Right? Where were they at? They were still in the water. They were still in the storm. Huh? And when they climbed back into the boat, then what happened? The wind died down. You say, okay, but I read that. See, let me get you there. Connect the dots. He didn't stop the storm while he was in the middle of it. He carried him through the storm. Come on, somebody, back to the boat. See, that's what I said. The message. Back to the boat. He carried them back to the boat. He didn't just hold them out and say, okay, stop. He got them back to the boat. I think that's really important. You might be calling right now, and you might have stepped out in faith, and you said, Lord, what is going on? And you said, Lord, save me. I'm going to tell you that the long arms of the Lord are here to wrap around you. Even if the waves are still crashing and the wind is still blowing, let me tell you this, he's going to get you back in the boat. Somebody give the Lord some praise. He will get you back in the boat. He said, we're going to the other side. Going to the other side. I don't know what your situation is, but I'm going to tell you right now. He's going to get you to the other side. Hold the course. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Jesus spoke. And what happened? It changed everything. I'm going to bring it on home with this. He said, we're going back to the boat. What does that represent to you today? What storm are you in? What situation did you need calmed around you? It might be different for everybody in here. But he's still the same Savior. He's still the same water walker Savior. He's still the one that can say, speak. He speaks and said, "Storm, be still. You notice they said, and once they did that, they said, they started to worship him. Mm. I wonder what would have happened if they was worshiping before that. Why wait? He's worthy to be worshiped. In the midst of the storm, on the embankment while he's doing the the miracles, coming to the other side. But what is it that represents the storm in your boat today? Jesus just keeps teaching me stuff over and over in this. I'm going to tell you what, you start to see him in a new light when you trust him in the midst of the storms of your life, in every area of your life. See, because when you go through something and you come out the other side... I don't have the rest of the scripture up here, but it, says, it goes on and says, after that, they were there. They were to the other side. Well, they said he was halfway across, three and a half miles. The other three and a half miles, boy, they clicked off some time. See, it went like that. Boom, here we are. In the middle of your, your, your troubles and you're you say, oh, I'm halfway. I want to look back. I just want to go. Take me out, coach. I had enough. Anybody ever felt like that? You say, I'll just go back. He said, No, we're moving forward. Don't hide from me. I'm coming on. Whatever it is, today I hope that we get it right. I hope we move forward in all this. Look at this. It reminds me of this. I said, it reminds me that even in the will of Almighty God, there's going to be some tiredness. We're going to be scared at times. We're going to be overwhelmed at times. But Jesus will still come to us. If you ask him, where are you at, Lord? See, we start looking everywhere else. We start checking the concordance. And we start looking at this. I'm not saying don't be smart. I'm not saying, you know, just to hold your hands up and say, well, you know, I guess the Lord will come and get me if he wants, man. No, we can be active. Amen. Looking. Me and Mick talked about it last night. We're looking for Christ's return. We're watching. We're listening. We're sharing what God has poured in us. Because we want to take everybody else with We want everybody in that boat because we want to go to the other side. You know what? Last week we talked about who's in your boat a couple of weeks ago. The Lord said, circle that boat back around. Circle that boat back around. We're going back to the boat because there's still room for people. There's still room for others to come on in. There's still people in the the stormy seas of life. There's still people that are just getting buffeted by the wave. There's people that are still looking at the problem instead of the problem solver. I'm here today. Look up a little higher. By faith, realize regardless of your problem, regardless of the depth of the water, the dark of the night, the the speed of the waves and the winds crashing on your boat, Jesus is still the water walking Savior, the Savior of the world, the one that gave it all to rescue us and bring it to the other side. Somebody say amen. Amen. All right, let's pray. My goodness, I'll tell you what, Lord, you are large and in charge, and I love you. I just thank you so much today, Lord, for giving me the, the opportunity and the privilege to share your word. I pray that, Lord, that they just take the words that you gave me and move me out of the way and move on the hearts that are here. Father, your love for us is amazing. And I know there's storms of life that folks that are listening today and folks that are here are going through. I never want to minimize that. But, Lord God, I want to maximize who you are, the water-walking Savior. The name above all names is Jesus. Somebody call on it today in the midst of your storm. If you've never, ever, ever put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that today is the day that you do. You say, buddy, you don't understand my storm. I may not, but the Lord does. You say, buddy, you haven't done and been through some of the things that I have. You, you may be right, may be wrong. I'm telling you what I do know. I know that Jesus is the lover of your soul. And I know that Jesus paid the price for each one that will call upon his name. And I'm asking you today, have you called upon the name of Jesus for forgiveness of your sin? The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned, every one of us. But he gives us the remedy. The remedy is Jesus. We transgressed against God's law. We broke the law. He said the wages of sin is death. But we don't have to die. Jesus gave his life willingly. Poured out his blood. The perfect sacrifice arose again on the third day. He says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. And let me tell you this. You're one prayer away from your spiritual destination take a deep breath and tell me what you believe. If you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, he said, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, rescued, set in the family. Amen? So don't leave the same way that you tuned in or you came in today. If you don't know Jesus, here's your opportunity. You can pray this from from your computer. You can pray it from your seat. It's all about a heart condition. Dear Lord, come into my life forgive me of my sin father i believe that you're the son of god i believe that you gave your life for me lord that you took my place and you rose again on the third day you poured out your blood to purchase me out of my sin to break the shackles of sin father today i believe and trust in you i receive you i turn from my sin and i turn to you fill me up lord and help me to walk this life out pleasing to you and everybody said Amen. I pray that you guys were blessed today. If you got any questions, hey, drop us a line. We love you. Share the message. We'll see you soon. Everybody say it. Amen. Amen.